I'm Stephanie Rule, host of the podcast Modern Rules from NBC Think and iHeartRadio. My podcast is back with more probing conversations that get at the heart of the issues that are keeping us up at night. Listen to Modern Rules on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. The topics and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4WN Radio. Radio Tony with Tony Lontis, author of Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty. Available now on Amazon.com and in all good bookstores. Radio Tony. Your safe space for tough conversations, exposing secrets and talking about trauma and recovery. Radio Tony. Building resilience. Talking trauma. Radio Tony. Live from the Gold Coast, Australia. Radio Tony on W4WN, a platform for the unheard. Well, good evening, America, and good morning, Australia. You're listening to Tony Lantis on Radio Tony. And I'm wondering how you're all going out there across the world. I hope that you're safe, happy, and enjoying a nice evening. Now, this week um, we had a guest, and unfortunately he's had to pull out of the interview, so you're stuck with me again. But I wanted to thank you so much for bearing with me over the last few weeks when we've had a few hiccups with guests, people wanting to appear on the program and then pulling out uh, just before the show and leaving me to speak to you, which is wonderful because I get to speak to you one-on-one and I'm really grateful that you listen to Radio Tony each week. Now, we have some questions from my amazing listeners from last week. So last week we were having a little bit of a chat about the election and how everyone was feeling. And so the first question we have was, have you ever thought Other countries are saying so much about the states so they can keep their people in their own countries and not go to the states. So thank you very much to that listener for that question. In terms of people uh, wanting to, of countries trying to keep their people in their own countries, that's kind of true at the moment with coronavirus. So if you take Australia for instance, instance, we are banned from international travel. We are not allowed to leave Australia without special permission. So no, we can't come to the States, even if we wanted to. So for myself and a number of uh, my entrepreneurial friends, we were going to do a tour in September, October 2020, right across the United States and up into Canada. And of course, with the outbreak of the virus, that hasn't happened. My tours to the Philippines haven't happened. And I dare say that this will be the state of play for a little bit longer. So I don't think it's so much that countries um, uh, are wanting to stop their people traveling, it's wanting to keep the virus uh, under control. And unfortunately for America, your virus is very much out of control. And that is one of the reasons why Australia has a ban on travel. We've, interestingly enough, our Australian government has also issued um, not only a travel ban from coronavirus uh, perspective, but they've also issued um, a travel ban stating that America is um, volatile and unsafe to travel in in certain places in America. I find this incredibly sad and I'm just wondering what Americans think about that. I know we are on the outside looking in. 
we don't I don't currently live in America so I'd be really curious to know what you guys think of that um, it was we were placed on a high alert travel as you guys went into the election with recommendations that uh, if you absolutely had to travel to America, that there were certain states that you did not travel in because they were viewed as very unsafe, particularly for anyone with dark skin. Um, so uh, that's really sad that that uh statement has been issued by the Australian government in relation to the United States. Um, so the next comment was there is vote tampering issue in the US. They are all messed up. Well, from what we're hearing, the only vote tampering is happening from Donald Trump's tweets perspective. The evidence and the statistics would show that voter fraud is less than 0.009%. That's minuscule. That's not enough to turn around an election. That's not enough to actually even state that it's voter fraud. That's just actually a pretty normal statistic for elections world over where there will be some sort of issue with the vote. Um, why are other countries so interested in the states getting a new president? Well, guys, I don't know if you realise, but you are one of the biggest economies in the world. And so the world watches what you do. We are all very interested in your politics and your economy because the United States is such an amazingly wonderful country. That's because you have a great big population, you have a great big economy, and everyone wants to play in that economy. Your American dollar is one of the highest rated uh, currencies in the world. So yeah, we are all interested in what you do. What you do impacts the rest of the world. And can I say this? There are only a couple of other countries that are more interested in what you do than um, the others. And that's Russia and China. So I want you to think about this today. Think about the fact of what Russia and China have to gain by instability in the United States. All they have to do is put in a divisive, uh, shit-stirring president, a la Trump, and you get dysfunctional United States of America. Who does that help? It doesn't help you guys. It helps your competitors. So Russia stands back, claps their hands and goes, yay, America's in a mess. China sits back, claps their hands and goes, yay, the US is in a mess. So here's what I think, guys. I think it's highly probable that your last election was the most fraudulent in history. I think that this time they have pulled out all stops to make sure you had your democratic say in the election. And that's in evidence by the number of people who voted and the results of the election. But I'll say it again. The only people who stand back and applaud when you guys are imploding, fighting each other, being uh, uh, fighting against each other, allowing racial prejudice, allowing fighting, demonstrating and all sorts of manner of horribleness happening. The only people that win are not the American people. You guys lose out when that happens. So I want you to look back at the last four years and I want you to think about who's been who's been causing havoc in terms of instability and stirring up hatred. One person who's done that, and that's your previous president. So the only people that win are not you guys, Russia, China, and any of the other big economies around the world, it's in their interest that you guys fail. I don't want to see that. America is an amazing place filled with amazing people, and you deserve a thriving economy and opportunity, etc., etc. That's not going to ha happen if you're all fighting each other, if you're all um, – commenting and allowing people with guns and uh, racial agendas to thrive. 
that doesn't help America. That doesn't help the world. And I can tell you, we are all interested and we are all watching. We're waiting to see if someone in leadership steps up and gets you guys out of the mess that you're in. So not only is your economy faltering, and I don't care what you hear on the news, we're on the outside looking in. There's no agenda for us except to watch what's happening. And so my commentary today is based on on that I'm on the outside looking in. We get a different news cycle. We have access to independent media. You're listening to independent media today. And again, a big plug for independent media because they give you an alternate view to what you might be hearing in mainstream media. And mainstream media is owned by one or two billionaires. So they control the rhetoric that you hear. That's never good. That's never good for democracy. So, yes, lots of people are very interested in who becomes the president of the United States because it has diplomatic and country-to-country implications. So whoever is your president governs how countries like Australia interact and trade with you, how we travel in between our countries and how we collaborate together from a business perspective. It's important. It drives economy and drives jobs within your country and mine. So um, uh, what are all these TED Talks I keep hearing about? Okay, if you Google TED Talks, you will find the most amazing talks by the most amazing people across the planet. They're very interesting, very thought-provoking, and they cover a range of topics from psychological aspects to technology to business. They are amazing to listen to, and if you Google TED Talks, you'll find out what I'm talking about. They're also available widely on YouTube. One of my favorite TED Talks of all time is Brene Brown talking about vulnerability. It will bring you to your knees and it is an amazing TED Talk to get you started on a love of TED Talks. Um, Do we get to decide how our lives it will go? Absolutely, you get to decide how your life will go. You make the decision about what you do, who you surround your life with, and who, who you allow into your life. Those are your choices. Those are your determinations. Don't let anyone take away your right to decide what's right for you. Don't let anyone tell you what you can and can't do because you are a unique human being. And it's your job to show up as your best self each and every day. Only you know that. No one else can tell you what you can and can't do. No one else can tell you how you can and can't live your life. You need to live your life according to your unique humanity. So that means if you don't want to do something, then don't do it. If you are being told that you need to live, act and believe in a certain way and that makes sense to you, then do it. But if it doesn't make sense to you, then question it. I encourage you to uh, embrace curiosity in and around your life and find out what works best for you and live your best life. Finally, the last question was, are you a best-selling author as well? Whilst I am an author of a number of books and a number of e-books, for which I will put the links up in the next break, I am just an author. The author that we were going to talk to is a best-selling crime author, and I promise we'll get him back on the show next year. Um, I have written a memoir, which I'll be talking to you about later. And my memoir is called Resilience, Memoir of a Broken Little Girl, Discovering a Woman of Strength and Beauty. And I've written a number of e-books, one of those being um, Four Ways to Heal Your Inner Child. Um, I've written uh, Podcasting Secrets, um, and I've written a number of little uh, e-books around trauma, gratitude, and recovery. Those are all available on my website. That's radiotony.com. And I encourage you to jump on there and just have a look around. And if you want to connect with me directly, please do. It's info at radiotony.com. 
info at radiotony.com. Now, before we jump on to our first break, when we come back, I'm going to just run through, run through a few of the interesting um things that are happening across the world at the moment and then I'll tell you about my book once more. So I'm going to hand over to Rebel now and we're going to throw to a break with my first song. So this week I thought we'd give Miley Cyrus a bit of a run. So over to you Rebel. Radio Tony bringing social consciousness this time every Thursday evening Live from the Gold Coast, Australia, on W4WN. Radio Tony with Tony Lontis, author of Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty. Available now on Amazon.com and in all good bookstores.
and welcome back. You're listening to Tony Lantis live on Radio Tony. And this morning we've been talking, uh, answering questions from my wonderful listeners from last week. And now in this segment, I'm going to just remind you a little bit about my book. One of my questions was from the listeners about whether I'm an author. And yes, I am an author. Published in January 2019, I wrote a book called Resilience, Memoir of a Broken Little Girl Discovering a Woman of Strength and Beauty. And I thought I'd just read a little bit from the start of the book to give you an idea about what the book is all about. So in the beginning, I wrote the expressions of innocence or guilt are my opinion. These expressions are backed by actual life events and or court rulings. I deliberately obscured some identifying features of characters in this book for both legal and moral reasons. And in some instances, dates, locations and other identifiers have been changed to protect those that need protecting all names have been changed. In telling my story, I am cognizant that I write only my story. I do not presume to tell the story of others who feature predominantly in this book. Their feelings, emotions, thoughts and memories are their own and they deserve the respect that I give them by only writing about them what is necessary in telling my own story. This is my perspective only. And then I have a trigger warning that's asked people to please make sure if they're reading my book that they have um, someone to support them if it brings up memories for themselves. So today I thought that I'd read the prologue of the book, which is just the first part of the book, and then I'll give you a bit of a story around writing the book. So prologue. If I ever tell you about my past, it's never because I want you to feel sorry for me, but so that you understand why I am who I am. And that quote is by someone unknown. I'd love to know who wrote that quote, incidentally. Here we go. For years, I sensed that something was wrong in my life. Something was out of alignment. Something wasn't quite right. This did not fit with the picture of what the world saw or gave commentary to. People I knew coveted my perfect life, commenting on my good fortune of finding a man with so many endearing traits. People were envious of our lives. To all, I seemed to have a charm existence. The bad relationships of the past were over, replaced by a man who loved and adored me and my children, who worked hard in a good job to provide for all of us, a man who raised money for charities, who encouraged me to pursue a career, even if that took me away from my children, a man who could cook and clean and iron and had skills I valued as a working mum, a man who kissed me goodbye each morning, who hugged me and told me he loved me each day, a man who was charming, a good conversationalist. What an illusion it all was. How I should have listened to those small, quiet voices in my head whispering, it's all too good to be true. Something doesn't add up. The whispers and the chatter of your mind that are, just, that are designed to destroy the good things in your life. I should have heeded them. But they kept being swept away by my desperation for a happy life and to be loved. The only indication as to what was about to unfold was a teenager who went from an innocent preteen to a destructive adolescent, prone to violent rants and outbursts. Gone were the innocent conversations of her preteen life to be replaced by verbally abusive rants and outbursts. I expected this from a teenager to some extent, thought that the developing adolescence in her was testing the world around her, trying to make sense of what her life had been up until this time. The velocity of those outbursts and the depth of her anger worried me, though. Surely this was not normal. I attempted to get help from doctors, psychologists and through counsellors. I read and researched anything that I could about teenagers. I talked to my friends endlessly about the behaviours she was exhibiting and her treatment of me. Her hatred, her disgust of me and her belittling, belittling remarks tripped away as, at my confidence as a mother. I blamed myself for not being able to maintain a balanced relationship with my daughter. I thought I was a bad mother. It never occurred to me that the issue was not a relationship between us, but the evil that had entered our lives undetected some years earlier. 
like a cobra, an evil that was envenomating my precious only daughter, doing unspeakable harm. This cobra managed to manipulate me to the point where I thought I was going crazy, hinting that perhaps I was misinterpreting my daughter's behaviour, that she was normal, and I was overreacting, all the while still professing undying love and commitment to me. The confusion of his words took the focus from my daughter and placed it squarely at my feet and had me questioning my right to be a mother at all. My life up until that point had been a long series of setbacks, of failed relationships and flawed decision-making, hardship and pain. In many ways, I had dealt with life as best I could, always searching out ways to succeed instead of fail, trying to right the wrongs and striving to make good from bad. Up until that point, I was still dealing with the cards I'd been dwelt, dealt and I was a people pleaser. I wish I'd known that that trait would create a vulnerability that would enable a perpetrator to slip quietly into my life, but worse still, my daughter's life. Now I understand that these evil masters of lies and deception work. I want others to understand too and be compelled to ask questions. So much of what happened to me in my life has been inexplicable. I suffered hurt, shame, anxiety, depression, fear and anger. So much anger. Now that I'm older and wiser, I can see why things happened and how things happened. I have an insight into not only my behaviour, but the behaviour of others. This knowledge has brought me so much solace. During each of these turbulent times, it was hard to see past my own emotions and it was only in more settled times that I gained this understanding. I am not a psychologist. However, I have extensively studied psychology and researched endlessly the multitude of science-based articles and books available to familiarise myself with whatever I was feeling or going through at the time. Together with intensive therapy and counselling, it has combined in such a way to give me an understanding of my reactions, my decision-making, my thoughts and patterns and helped me to heal myself. I'm hoping that it will help others heal who read this story. So listeners, that's the intro to my book, uh, Resilience, Memoir of a Broken Little Girl, Discovering a Woman of Strength and Beauty. And I can tell you right here and now that it was one of the toughest things I've ever done in my life. When you write from a place of healing and vulnerability, it is completely, a completely different way to write. And it's hard it's really, really hard. I would spend sometimes just crying through the writing in writing about such tough subjects. Um, so just a little bit of background. I was born into a rural family in the late 60s. I was born with a facial congenital defect. The result of that defect meant that I'd had a number of infections, really, really bad infections and surgeries before I was two. The final surgery and a subsequent infection left me with a left-sided facial palsy, meaning my left side did not work. So I went through the majority of my young life with the inability to smile properly. And I'm not sure if you realize that an inability to smile, smiling is a communication that humans use to connect. So if you aren't able to smile or you purposely do try not to smile, as I did, or you cover your smile with your hand so people can't see, that produces all sorts of issues in and around itself. If you couple that with bullying and the horrible nature of uh, what school children can be like, it wasn't much fun being a kid. And the result of that left me with incredibly low self-esteem. I didn't trust my own intuition. I didn't trust my own thoughts. I felt very sad, unhappy and stressed a lot of the time. My uh, anxiety and depression uh, continued uh, to develop in my late teens and by the time I was 20, it was 
pretty much out of control. It would be another 20 years before I actively uh, actively tried to find help and healing and get myself on track. So for those of you that are listening that might think that perhaps you suffer from a little bit of depression and anxiety, I'm begging you, reach out and talk to someone. Go see your doctor. Go get some counselling. Go talk to someone who you feel safe with because I'm telling you, it doesn't get better. For some of us, depression will be um, something we cope with from time to time across our lives. For some of us, it will be a big, black, dark space that only resolves itself after you take medication and seek counselling and help to get through it. Depression across our society is a major contributor to suicide and I can tell you I've had those suicidal thoughts and they are completely real and incredibly difficult to deal with. And I tell you this story not for sympathy. My sole aim of life now is to help people. I want people to talk about mental health issues. I want people to talk how tough depression is. I want people to talk about anxiety and what that means and how you live with it because I am living proof that you can get through it and as horrible black and dark as it might seem, there is always hope. I didn't feel it back then so now I've dedicated my life to making sure as many people as I can reach know and understand that there is hope that there is light, you just have to ask. And for me, asking is one of the most difficult things I face, still do. I find it incredibly difficult to ask for help, ask for assistance, ask for support. I've counteracted that by making myself do those things on a regular basis. I've also had to learn what it means to incorporate self-nurturing and self-care. They are important components of dealing with anxiety and depression. I also protect myself with very strong boundaries around who I associate with, who I hang out with and what I do in life. So for me, being able to hang out with you guys on an hour of live radio is an incredible gift and I feel that it's an immense privilege to be able to talk to you guys each and every week about subjects close to my heart, to bring to you some of the amazing authors and some of the amazing conversations that we need to hear. I'm appreciative of the fact that you value non-traditional media over traditional media because you could be watching telly instead of listening to me. But I'm really glad that you're here and I'm really glad that I get to talk to you each week and we get to discuss things that are really important. So back to the book, Um, I talk about all those struggles from childhood, I talk about a dysfunctional family, I talk about some of the assaults that I suffered during my early adult life and then I talk about a key moment in my life when my uh, daughter discloses a history of sexual abuse at the hands of the man that I was about to marry in two weeks' time, at a time when I was having a major depressive episode. So, guys, I'm telling you now, if you can get, if I can get through that level of trauma, heartache, depression, and anxiety, you, you can too. And I'm here to help you. There are lots of resources available on my websites. So that's tonylontis.com or radiotony.com, and I'm absolutely available to you guys at any time via email. On the next break, I'll put my email address in the chat box for those of you listening who want to seek some help or guidance as to what to do. I um, offer people um, my thoughts on how they might seek assistance because I can't always help in the first instance. Um, I know what it's like to be in those deep, dark places, and I know particularly for Americans at the moment that life is pretty tough. 
I read just before coming live on air that you guys are approaching uh, 260,000 deaths due to this obnoxious virus. That's a lot of people and a lot of you are going to be touched by those deaths and they will be in your family, in your close uh, community and that will touch everyone and that's really sad. But again, I want you to know that there is hope and light out there. You just have to reach out and take it. Sometimes that's the hardest step. I'm telling you, it's so worthwhile. I would not be here had I not taken that step and reached out in my darkest moments to a GP who sat me down and said, you are having a major depressive episode. I need you to stop work, take medication and start to deal and heal with the things that have gone on in your life. Had he not been so uh, forthright and gentle at the same time, I don't think I would have made it through uh, another three months on this earth. And I'm telling you guys, everyone has a purpose for being. I just didn't know what mine was yet, and I've discovered it later in life. For anyone listening, you all have a purpose. It doesn't have to be a big, huge vision or purpose. It can be a quiet, gentle purpose a quiet gentle calling to do something that's special and magical to you and you can find out what that purpose is and I encourage you to seek it actively and live a big wonderful life yeah we only get one life we only get one chance and I want you to be able to live your best life and enjoy it right until the end I know for myself that there was not much enjoyment and it took me many, 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 many years to find what was enjoyable to me and I had to stop being a people pleaser and I had to start putting boundaries around the sorts of people I allowed to talk to me and the sorts of people I allowed close to me. So before that time, I allowed very toxic people to have a say in my life and they had no right. No one who is toxic to you has a right to have any say in your life, yeah? So we are almost out of time for this segment. I'm going to pop um, you onto another Miley song again. I thought we'd celebrate Miley today because she gets a lot of flack and I was kind of feeling that Miley ne- might have needed some love so I thought we'd play her on the radio today. So when we come back, I've got a few more things to go through you with you. Um, that link to my book, uh, Memoir um, of a Broken Little Girl Discovering a Woman of Strength and Beauty is in the chat box now um, or otherwise reach out to me. In the break, I'll put my email up and over to you, Rebel, for another Miley song. I'll be back soon. Radio Tony, difficult conversations and bringing hope to listeners. Live from the Gold Coast, Australia on W4WN. Stood by the ocean I never sat by the shore Under the sun with my feet in the sand But you brought me here And I'm happy that you did Cause now I'm as free As birds catching the wind I always thought I would sing So I never swam And sometimes I get so scared of what I can't understand But here I am Next to you The sky is more blue In Malibu Next to you In Malibu sun go down as we're walking I'd spend the rest of my life standing here talking You explain the current as I just smile 
And welcome back. You're listening to Tony Lantas live on Radio Tony and you've been listening to the lovely voice of Miley Cyrus. So uh, in the last segment, we were talking about my book and that was a little heavy. So I'm going to talk now about a wonderful community, a wonderful organization that I've just become involved with and it's called SheEO. SheEO is a radically generous community supporting women and non-binary people working on the world's to-do list. How good is that? Vicky Saunders, the founder of SheEO, says that our ecosystem-based model dramatically improves outcomes for women entrepreneurs. With the SheEO model, women show up as customers, advisors, network connections, funders of revenue-generating women-led businesses that are working on the world's to-do list. I'm really excited to be involved with this community. Um, So far, I have um, activated, and when I say activated, that means that I have been gifted um, an activation by a dear friend of mine, which means that I get to help fund other women entrepreneurs and their startups up companies or ideas around the world, in particular Australia. So at SheEO, they practice radical generosity. So they believe that the core to creating a new model and a better world is radical generosity. They have all that they need in this network to reach their potential. If you need something, you ask. If you have something to give, you offer it. They acknowledge that all women are at different stages and ages and come from different experiences. They all want us to roll up our sleeves and help one another. 
it's they describe sheo as a co-created environment built on the trust of others and they are creating a safe space for women to thrive on their own terms and they take time to consider the future they celebrate and embolden each other they amplify each other's voices and they own their own greatness so when i first started to be involved with CEO a couple of years ago, I actually applied for venture funding. So that's uh, a little bit of capital that helps you uh, create growth within your business. And the thing about that is that they give you a loan, a no interest loan, and those loans come from a fund of money, a great big fat pot of money that is donated by activators. So women across the world give to this big pot of money and then they decide who gets the money and how much. It's an amazing model and it's a women-led story. And I'm going to read you a little bit about the CEO story. So it was launched in Canada and also in the U.S. Australia, New Zealand and the UK in 2015. This visionary model is emerging as a leading global innovation that is totally unique. Rather than trying to fit women into the existing models and systems and level the playing field, they created an entirely new playing field. CEO pushes the reset button on how to support women on their own terms. We focus on bringing out the best of women by being radically generous to one another. The model brings together women from all different backgrounds and ages called activators who contribute to a perpetual fund that is loaned out at a 0% interest to women-led ventures who are working on the world's to-do list and they are selected by all the activators. All ventures are revenue generating with export potential and are creating a better world through their business model. Loans are paid back over five years and then loaned out again, creating a perpetual fund which we pass on to our daughters, our nieces, and our granddaughters. The CEO network is radically generous and there are thousands of women who share their expertise, network and connections. Women working on the world's to-do list and creating the socially and environmentally sustainable models of the future. So I'm really pretty excited to be playing in that space. I feel incredibly humbled seeing what I'm seeing at the moment and listening to what some of the world's women entrepreneurs are doing. So this week, I've listened to amazing Australian businesses who are repurposing things like plastic bottles and making them into clothing, shoes, hairdresser capes, uh, hats, etc, etc. They are breathable, uh, lightweight and can be repurposed again and again and again. Another one of the female-led companies that I listened to speak this week was around a digital platform for our Aboriginal peoples across Australia and using that platform to tell their cultural stories and encourage cultural buy-in from their people. And it was just amazing what they were doing with young Aboriginal children, men and women. It was a fascinating look at what you can achieve when someone gives you a go. Um, and I guess that's the basis behind CEO. So if you're a woman um, and wanting with a great idea and wanting to pursue that, I encourage you to jump onto the website. It's CEO. Just Google CEO, S-H-E-E-O, and you will find out all the things that are available to people either wanting to be generous and give their time and money or to support um, people who want to give a business idea or an entrepreneurial idea a go. Now, 
Um, this week, I've also finished reading that wonderful book by Glennon Doyle that we talked about last week, and it is without a doubt one of the best books that I've listened to this year. As you know, I prefer to listen to books rather than read them because I have more time to listen and I'm a great lover of the voice uh, and using our voice to spread messages and tell stories. Um, I have been working with some amazing businesses myself and getting them onto uh, live streaming platforms like this one and my platform in San Francisco and using these platforms to tell their stories and get the world to know what they are doing and what is unique about them. I believe that everyone has a story, every business has a story, and I like to help you tell it. So if you're interested in any of that work that I do, just jump onto RadioTony.com um, and send me a message. I've popped my email into the chat box. It's info at RadioTony.com. And before we run out of time, just quickly, next week we have an amazing girl by the name of Simone on the show and she is an audiobook producer and she is the person who got me in a roundabout way into live radio and podcasting. So next week we'll be talking to her about the process of the audio production of a book and how that works and I love this woman with all my heart. She is beautiful both inside and out. She has she's a single mum uh, doing it tough and producing her own podcast appearing on a local radio station and she is responsible for the audio production of my book as well so you'll hear all about our story and our connection next week on the show and with that my wonderful audience thank you so much for tuning in this week you've been learning listening to radio tony i'm tony lontis your host and i'll be chatting with you again next week over to you rebel bye for now everyone have a wonderful week. Radio Tony, your safe space for tough conversations. Exposing secrets and talking about trauma and recovery. Radio Tony, a platform for the unheard. Radio Tony, with Tony Lontis, author of Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty. Radio 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 Tony. Available now on Amazon.com and in all good bookstores. Radio Tony. Back next Thursday from 7 pm Eastern Standard Time, live from the Gold Coast, Australia. Mom.